When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings, weary travelers. Come, warm yourself by the fire, and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, and of course, tales of Tamriel, brought to you by the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. I am your host today, Lotus of Doom. Ark is missing in action as between work and prepping for uh, heading to Gamescom in Germany, he's a little indisposed, so he'll hopefully be able to just get this edited up so everybody can listen to this on the live feed or watch it uh, wherever you prefer, YouTube, whatever. But uh, in his stead, might look a little familiar as to the other podcast that I'm part of. Um, we have robots here from the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Hey, buddy. Where am I? <laughs> it's weird. What it's, is this? It, it's almost like our show is happening again. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the same setup. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's funny because you play I, you, on the other one. I play main main host, and then you're like co-host. Right? Yep. And, and like I, I toss things over to you, and, <laughs> and this one, when I guest on your show, it's just the other way around. So I feel like I'm in the passenger seat. I'm like just like hanging out, you know, listen, reading a book while you drive the car or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's yeah. It's it's good to have some variety. Um, appreciate that, Maddie, and hopefully we can modify the sound a little bit. Um, so, to kick things off, um, this isn't going to be, I, I mean, this will be kind of a normal show, and um, a little bit of what's coming, because there's some exciting stuff on the horizon for QuakeCon, which is sort of like the next big news. There's not a lot of ESO-specific news other than what we've kind of been discussing, Um just to start the show off, um, the last couple of shows, we've had a decent amount of discussion about all of the combat changes and everything like that coming. And they're still sort of in flux, although we think it, it seems pretty definitive at this point about how it will land. Um, we're kind of good with talking about that more until it actually goes live at this point. Otherwise, we're just going to keep retreading the exact same stuff, which... At that point, I mean, how many times can you talk about the same exact thing? Like you beating a dead kungudi at that point. Like let's just wait. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to think of a lore thing to beat. Uh, <laughs> That's better than a kajit. Yeah, well, be yeah, sad. no, don't beat the kajit. <laughs> well, or the guar. Uh, yeah, definitely do not beat the guar. Um, but. So on on that note, um, you know, we'll discuss that more once it lands. See how it feels once we get there. And um, until that, we're just kind of going to go more into just back to the usual uh, situation of discussing all the stuff around the community and such. Um, robots, it's uh, been a while since you've joined. So how have you been? Uh, anything exciting in your in your world of Elder Scrolls? Well, yeah. Well, thanks for having me back, and uh, I, li I like what you've done with the place. And, yeah, uh, no, I tried to tried to nice. spruce it up a little. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks uh, it looks like you 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 know swept a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. That. 
clean the toilets. Yeah, clean um, the toilets. Had to get the grave dust off the floor. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, there's yeah all the crazy talk with ESO lately, and I I've kind of not been playing much ESO. Instead, I uh, decided to dive back into Skyrim because there's the big release that happened just a few weeks ago for Skyrim Together Reborn, and uh, so if you haven't heard of this mod, it allows you to play Skyrim multiplayer with not even just one other person. It's like you can have up to they, they claim eight people. But I think people have done even more than that with nice. Skyrim together. And uh, it's I, it's crazy for a number of reasons. First of all, it's really nuts to be able to like jump into Skyrim with a friend or several friends or several other people it, like there's there's a lot of potential there for shenanigans sure. um <laughs> which so, is sort of how a lot of people viewed elder scrolls online when it was first launching like that was how yeah. a lot of people so it's like oh it's co-op elder scrolls and it it is but it's not it's it is but it isn't correct. right it isn't the same thing um so the the thing that i've enjoyed the most is actually got my son a copy of skyrim and uh we've been playing together he's 12 years old so he's never played skyrim he's he's not even at the point in his life where he really is into single player role-playing games he would rather play something that's kind of competitive with other people a little bit more actiony a little bit more something like that yeah some something that's just kind of a little bit quicker or something like minecraft you know where he and his friends just have like a a thing and just working on it um but it's it's really cool because we can just play through the game and you you have to start at the beginning you really don't want to not start at the beginning and then have somebody else join your game because nothing syncs up like the the mod is not perfect let me let me be very clear here the it is it is like it is amazing that they've got this to work at all and that's great Fallout yeah. 76 is further proof of this engine isn't super designed to do some of the things they do with it, and it's yeah. amazing that some of these things work. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I've been, I've, I've, I've had several projects going on about this. On the Robots Radio YouTube channel, I put up a video where I took the basically everything that I've learned about like what does and what doesn't work, and I put it up for people in order to, you know have some guidance on this like okay if i jump into the game and i go on a quest and my character is the person who's the host then i'm the one who has to do the quest stuff the other person kind of comes along and most quests will sync up but not everything syncs up so for example we got to uh we got to the first claw door right up in uh yeah up in the little dungeon that you go into right at the beginning of the game and Um, had the claw and i had it in my inventory but he didn't have it in his inventory so i dropped the claw and then he could see it and then he picked it up but it didn't disappear so then i picked it up so we duplicated the claw (laughs) somehow so we get to the claw door right yeah and i put in you put the claw in i put the the right characters in the claw the door opens up on my screen on his screen it's still closed (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> stuff like that doesn't sync all the time so just you, you can just kind of because i don't remember if it's always the same pattern like wolf bear whale or whatever right yeah, I, yeah. so i'm curious like was it even the same across 
the two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so it's it based on it's based on the image. Yeah, there, if you look at the claw, if you remember, there's there's the figures. The three characters right, are right. on the inside of the claw. Yep. That claw is the same size. item. Yeah, yeah. So that that door is always that the same characters. It right. doesn't like randomize or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that totally works. Um, yeah. So he was able to then I could go through the door and on my screen there was nothing there. Like the door was open, but on his screen I clip through the closed door as I move forward, and then I came back in and I'm like, "Are you coming?" And he's like, "Uh, the door's closed." So then he had to do it in order to get through. So weird stuff like that happens. Um, some of the weirdest stuff that I've seen is. Uh, people just end up naked on one person's screen as opposed to another. So you'll be walking through, like, say, Whiterun, right? And on my screen, everything looks relatively normal. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're adjusting volumes. Of yeah, stuff, I was so. say, volume um, adjustments forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're, we're uh, everything looks relatively normal, but then he's walking through, and, like, the first three people it comes across are all walking around in their underwear, and it's Amazing. like like a guard walks by in his underwear and is, and says, you know, one of the typical guard lines, you know, like, oh, no, 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 whatever. And he's like, why is the guard naked? <laughs> like, I don't know. And then and, and what's even stranger is that some of the characters, even though we both see them, won't animate the same way. So like on mine, they might be walking normally and on his they're not animating to walk at all. They're just sliding around like they're on roller skates. Amazing. Just kind of gliding around the room yeah so it's it's not a perfect syncing issues (laughs) yeah it's not a perfect implementation one of the people commented on my video and they're like they're like yeah this is they shouldn't have released it in this state it's clearly not ready and i'm like guys it took them three years to try to release fallout 76 and get multiplayer to work and that was the dev team right that's the actual company that's their jobs doing this (laughs) right this is a group of modders who have spent the last year plus like in their free time like this and that's one of the things that really gets me about you know and i'm sure you've done a lot of talking about community reactions to things sure but this the sense of entitlement especially when it comes to mods like it's one thing if you buy a a game right you put out your you you spend 60 dollars on whatever the new game is that comes out and it's it's broken in a way that you really just can't enjoy it i totally get that you're buying a product this is a product developed by a bunch of people in you know who are professionals who should be able to put out a, a good product yep. but when it's something like a mod like right, it's like that's just a be thankful that we're project. even yeah oh my god yeah. like don't give them grief they're using their free time to give you something for free well, that the, you can like i, I mean around the, with. the best example and i know it's, it's one of those things that's like it comes across probably incredibly condescending but it's like well when you don't have when you have a product you don't like for perfect example just because it's the easiest parallel to make fallout 76 Mm-hmm. When it launched, I was like, yeah, it definitely needs more time in the oven. But to me, it ran totally functional enough that I enjoyed it. So I was like, cool, this is good enough for me. Definitely can understand people being displeased with what they got because it had tons of polishing that needed to be done. Oh, sure. So sure. like, It wasn't ready. They, they pushed it, it out too soon. Absolutely. So if people wanted their money back, you were able to return it in pretty much every situation. It took a little finagling at times, but it was like, no, they, they mm-hmm. gave your money back. All right. Perfect. You know what's a great thing to do? Fine. You you log on and you return the free mod and you get all of your nothing back. There you go. Problem solved. Right. There right, you go. You right. got you, you got your money back. Yeah. Perfect. And and I get the disappointment like uh, even even if a game comes out early and it's not cooked, if you can get your money back, you've only been 
just a little bit like emotionally. Some people just this the emotional like oh they put it out but it's not ready. Well, guess what? If they had delayed it another two years, then you still wouldn't be playing it for another two years, right? Right. Exactly. And then and then the, the the mentality that really gets me is like two years later when they've updated it and everything works and everything's great. This idea of like well I'm still not going to play it. Because fool me once, yeah, that kind right. of mentality, and it's like now you're just robbing yourself of an experience that you like. If they had delayed it two years and just released it in the state, and it's good now, you would have played it. But Correct. the fact that you are bitter about not being able to enjoy it two years ago is going to keep you from enjoying something now. You're just stealing that from yourself. Yeah, it's just weird at that point. Like, yeah, I, and I get, I get the emotionals underneath this, but like at some point, it's like you're just. Now you're just bitter and hurting yourself. Like, what is the point of that? I don't I don't understand. Yeah. I, Imagine if the ESO community was still like, well, when the game launched, it was terrible, you know, almost a decade ago. Yeah. It's like, are you just not going to play it because right. of that? I will just That's spitefully silly. not enjoy the next seven years of content because it originally launched in a state I didn't like, which I actually had much more of an issue with the way ESO launched originally than with Fallout 76. Like, I yeah. I yeah. dropped ESO for a while, whereas 76, I was like, eh, I can see the problems, but unless I encounter something totally awful, I'll just keep playing. And usually I will find lots of bugs. I found plenty, but none were that big of a deal in 76. When mm. I was originally goofing around with ESO, it was kind of like, eh, and then it stabilized you know for the most part mm -hmm. and i would jumped on board with that but it is it's just like it's it's these games are getting more and more You're complex just, they're yeah. more convoluted and not that that's not that that's an excuse because you are still buying a product so i don't really need to white knight for the company but it's like the degree of understanding like okay if this isn't good enough for you you don't necessarily always need to throw a tantrum you can just mm -hmm. not bother with it and if it never right. gets there fine then you, that's not a product for you and that could stink but it's like when it's these type of things like passion projects it's just like it just okay make sense. you're yelling at other people who really enjoy the game that's <laughs> that's weird that's like, thing. that's like that's like that's like let's say you're at a fair right and somebody somebody who you don't know you come across and they're like you know what i bought some extra donuts you guys here have some donuts yep you want some donuts i've got some extra i can't eat all of them i, I don't want to throw them in the garbage i'd rather right. somebody just enjoy them and you go yeah those are cream-filled donuts i don't really like cream-filled donuts screw you yeah you're garbage <laughs> and they, they just throw the box in their face it's like Right. If just, those were glazed, I totally would eat them. But uh, you yeah. know, like that's the same exact thing. It's like they're giving it to you for free. If you don't like it, just be polite and say sorry. I don't like it. Right. So that's <laughs> that's kind of the thing where it's like uh, like I can at least understand from a consumer standpoint, like that situation where it's like, okay, well, you're you know they're selling you a product, and if the product isn't right. up to your standards, fine. And right. that's just it. It's like they're not nobody's selling you anything. Like <laughs> nothing. Nothing. They're doing it out of the just the just because they're nice enough and they're working on a project right. and they want to give it away for free. So it's, it's kind of you yeah. know, it's kinda of like podcasts sometimes. <laughs> when you do something like this and you put it out for free and people are like, That show sucks. Blah 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 and they, they have these like complaints or whatever about your free products. It's like it's free, just don't listen to it. Yeah, it's, it's it goes like, Right. Like, it's like, oh it's man, cool. I, that shame you don't like it. Luckily there's like 
a hundred million more you can pick. Instead. Right, there's lots of other podcasts. Right, even right. in this Elder Scrolls space, there's like there's right. lots there's, of other Elder Scrolls podcasts. That's why I love so many. Like, there's so many Elder Scrolls podcasts because it's like you have right. so many options. Find the one that works for you. Right, maybe you're not the target audience. That's fine. Yeah, go listen to a different one. It's cool. You know, like I don't know. I, this is enough complaining about people being, you know silly um but so one of the things i did going back to skyrim together one of the things i did was that i noticed that the um the mod team said they were going to take a break but then they kept a um i think it's on github they kept like a, a log going of the things that people have found that do and don't work in order for them to address them and i was like well this is really cool but it's very hard to go through all of this to know like, okay, and specifically the other mods that work with it, because a lot of people want to be able to play Skyrim together, but then also use the other mods that they're doing. And in general, most of those don't work, or at least that was what was assumed because the team didn't have time to test them all out. Mm -hmm. So there's a running log that's going on there. And um, before I was on vacation last week, so before I left for vacation on the last week, I took and created a spreadsheet that's much easier to search that put all that information in one place. So if you're in part of the community and you want to figure out which mods work and which mods don't, then that is available. It's free for anybody to look at. I plan to go back in and update it some more. I've had some people respond about mods that were on there that needed updating or weren't on there yet. Yep. Um, so if that's your thing, if you really like playing Skyrim and you want to mod it and play it with other people, then you can you can access that. There's actually there's a there's a video on uh, the my YouTube channel with a link in the show notes. It's like the most recent video still yeah. on Robots Radio YouTube. So go check that out. It's very very helpful. I'll be updating it and let me know if you guys come across anything and you want to, you know, hey this this doesn't work or this does work. In general, just so you guys are aware, most of the mods that affect the world for both people seem to what's the best way to, to phrase this like if you're doing like a updating the uh, resolution of the textures kind of mod those typically work because it has more to do with in each individual's perspective on the game so like my mod if, if mine's modded with that i'll see the updated textures but you won't because you haven't modded yourself okay yeah that. that makes sense right but it's fine because it doesn't mess anything up if you're going to be inserting like this mod maker added like 12 different new dungeons to the game, those are the ones that are a little bit more iffy because I they both have to sync for, for each player. Right. Um, or like uh, new animations for attack, you know, sword movements, those kinds of things get a little bit weird <laughs> because you might it might work on your screen. But then when you do it, the other person just sees you like T-pose for a moment and then the bad guy dies. And it's like, well, what what is going on? here? Right, right, right. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense just from a logistic standpoint of what data is needing to be transferred, because it's like, well, if these animations aren't in the game, it'd be hard for the other game yeah. to sync and read that. <laughs> right. Even if both people have the mods, even if they're in. And this is the other thing that you want to do is make sure that they're in the same load order. Even Ooh, if all of yes. that stuff is set exactly the same on both computers it right, doesn't load order is different i could see that i could definitely see mm -hmm. that because that causes so many issues i mean i'm not a big modder but i i friends with so many people who are when i hear them discuss it's like oh yeah no follow you know follow new vegas exploded but then i realized my load order was wrong and i'm like oh my god like i don't know how you people yeah. do this <laughs> yeah there's a lot to it and there's a lot to it so I'm, I'm trying to help the community out with the stuff that i've learned so go go check that out if you're interested um but that's my that's been my experience with uh, Elder Scrolls over the last few weeks. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so actually, we're gonna 
stick with that for a minute. So since it has been a while um, since you last joined, the other thing that I was curious on, because I've been liking to hear as people go through, um, you were on pre-High Isle with a very interesting statement, uh, which uh-huh. is kind of funny uh-huh. because it seems like it's been pretty much very prevalent, as most of the Elder Scrolls directory has been this for quite some time now, uh, where you said that probably one of the most popular, if not the most popular activity, would probably be Tales of Tribute, the card game. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I, I know you've been goofing around with it a bit since it's launched. How do you like it in practice now that it's been on live for a while? I know it's getting some adjustments coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, but, I totally expect that. They're uh, of course, I was going to say that there's some cards that are a little busted. Um, yeah. And an entire deck that I have a moral opposition to, uh, which <laughs> there actually does not seem like they're changing yet. Um and I hope maybe later down the line they do. But um, yeah, what have you been? Uh, how, how have you been enjoying it? Um, how, how much have you played of it? Type of thing since you've been. Um, what do you call it? You, you've been involved with it and had a like I said an interesting prediction prior to its launch. Well, can I can I pat myself on the back a little bit? Go because, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, because my prediction was that this would be the big thing everyone talks about. It's the, the it was like. We go back eight months, nine months, back to when it was originally revealed. What was that? Six months, seven months ago, Something whatever like it was. Yeah, and and everyone, like, not everyone, the loud contingent of the community who was against it became very loud online, and they're like, "What the crap? Why would they include this? Nobody wants it. It's going to be terrible. Everyone hates it. Whatever." Right? And a lot of us were just like, "Yeah, let's just wait and see." You know, I like collectible card games, and, yep. and you you don't necessarily. I don't. Them, I was going to say, like, I, I was in the other group where it was like, look, I'm going to try this because I'm not opposed to it existing, but I am super yeah. lukewarm on this. Like, Right. But I made the prediction, and you can go back and listen to, I think it was um, you and I on Elder Scrolls Lorecast back in like Yeah, so, something and like I was that. Like, it was a, yeah. I was like, this is a hot take, this is a prediction, but once this releases, it'll be the thing that everyone's talking about, everyone's going to love it, and then they're, they're going to continue to iterate on it, and yep. everyone's just going to log in to play the card game. And not even do the other stuff. And sure enough, a lot of people responded very positively to the card game. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have inside data on this. I didn't I didn't play it ahead of time. I had none of that. So pat myself on the back. I have to pat myself on the back when I make these predictions because sometimes I make really big predictions and I get them totally wrong. So so when I do get them right, then I, you know, I need to take a little bit of credit. Um, but I've enjoyed it a lot. I like collectible card games. I play them fairly regularly. I've been playing hearthstone and uh gwent and um the, their marvel snap on my phone like i, I play collectible yep. card games a lot um and yeah early on i i enjoyed the the way they kind of walk you into the system i think they did that really well the way they teach it to you it's not super complex but it's complex enough and different enough from car- other card games that it took a little bit of time of getting used to like okay where do i focus my priorities am i worried about the patrons do i really need to be pulling a lot of cards out of the the middle section like how, what's the balance here how do these different decks work because you get the four decks and you have to unlock the other ones you know when you see one of those other ones pop up for the first time because somebody else has it unlocked and you don't is that something you really need to worry about or can right. you kind of roll with it like there there's there's a lot to it but i think that all that in the long run is good also with any collectible card game just like any game release at all the way this is going to look six months from now is going to be different from the way it looks at launch 
they're going to adjust the cards. They're going to find more balance. There's going to be a meta. That meta will shift. Yep. I have a feeling probably in the next big release, in the next, you know, next year of content, we'll probably get another deck or two that go in there. Some extra cards for some of the other decks that already exist. Sure. Things will get mixed up again. The meta will change. Um, and all of that is great. Uh, but, you know, uh, where I was um, last time I played... I've kind of taken a break from doing ESO stuff and haven't played the card game recently. It was at the point where I had rose in the ranks to like the top hundred. Yeah, you got to players. Ruby Day, didn't you? You you were yeah yeah. I, I got pretty high, but yep. then I started. I really started to realize that like the cards that are the strong ones, if you grab one or two of those cards in the first two or three hands mm-hmm. that get played or maybe the first four or five i yeah. guess you should say then it's like 99 percent chance that that player is going to win so it's funny you say that because that's like a big thing that i i found because i went in with zero clue what i was doing with this i had never played a deck builder card game uh before mm-hmm. i had you know played the like i don't know what you call the other one the 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 battling one where it's like Legends or Hearthstone sure. or something like that. I played that style for Legends, like, and that was the extent of it. I played Magic when I learned how to play that. Um, so this was entirely new to me. Um, I jumped in because, of course, I did because one, I like to play all aspects of the game, but two, there are a like one metric crap load of achievements tethered to this thing. And I was like, Oh, baby, yeah. this is my cup of tea <laughs> achievements. Right. So, like, I dove in and, um, I've actually enjoyed it more than I expected. Uh, I've had, you know, I've actually had a, a lot of fun with it. And I'm oddly, I guess for la- I guess I'm better at it than I expected to be. Um, mm-hmm. Because I was kind of like, okay, I don't know where we're going with this. I guess I'll just figure it out as I go. And in the tutorial, I won. And I'm like, okay, well, it taught me how to do this. And my big thing is like, all right, well, I got to try to win three games in a row. And I've got to try to get to max rank, like the tier, because those are like the big achievements. I was like, these will probably take some work to get to. And I had mentioned it before. I just went on it a streak of just obliterating everybody. Um, And I got to Ruby Dite rank right before the season ended and i was like hell yeah cool since then i've now gotten to ruby Dite rank again last season uh mm. and i got to 192nd on the leaderboard and i was like hey that's not too shabby for a person who doesn't really know what they're doing and then yep. this season i'm ruby Dite rank again already i was like okay this is kind of weird like I, I guess i like this more than i thought i did <laughs> and also positive reinforcement because i'm doing well i also have a fond memory attached to it type of thing i think which is helping oh Um, sure yeah totally right but um as i as i've been like going through it i you know i'm targeting different achievements stuff like that it's fun uh the ai uh, is apparently getting a buff next patch and man does it need it because the ai is terrible yeah no the ai is like a snoozer like if you they're they're comically bad right once you figure it out you're just like okay i I can just watch a video and play this like without even thinking correct it's very different to play against other people um but to your point there is one thing that i did start to notice as well once i started to get in like once i was in ruby dite rank and started to place matches Mm -hmm. you are correct i in my experience i also started to learn that it became who gets the first couple of big play cards? Yep. And that's usually your victor. Yep. If you're on yep. even footing. 
it, if, right. if you're not right. on even yeah. footing, that doesn't really apply. But when you're actually equally matched, mm-hmm. it then the game becomes very luck based. I've noticed. Yeah, there's yeah. A skill, I, I feel exactly the same. Yeah, way. there's I, a skill gap to a point, and then yep. then once you've hit like a skill gap of evenness, then it comes down to luck rather than good play. Is what I've found, which is a little weird. Um, yeah, it snowballs too easily, um, th- th- and I think everybody finds that. Like, obviously, you're going to hit your own skill limit. Like, I'm not. I'm not the best collectible card game player in the world, but I'm good enough to get up in those higher rankings and then once i was within a certain range of the top i realized that like everybody else who's in this range with me understands the mechanics on a similar level that i do right right the the few times that i've been able to fight back against them getting the cards that i needed it was because they made a big mistake that still feels like a rookie mistake like they weren't watching the patrons and i was able to get all four right and i'm like that sucks like i beat you but you you know like you were clearly in the lead and had you had me dead more rounds yeah you would have beat me and had you just clicked on one of the patrons then i couldn't have beat you right but you just weren't paying attention which which is funny because arc actually pointed that out as well where he was like it's a little weird that the game because the game straight up tells you your opponent is about to win when you've got three of the patrons and people don't pay any attention to it they're just like whatever right and then you right. was like okay i guess maybe let's turn this last one and win <laughs> yeah maybe that's a skill cap thing but it doesn't feel like it feels like just like they weren't paying attention like they're sitting yeah. there watching a youtube video on the side and just didn't realize that that's right. the thing i clicked because it felt like they're gonna win and yeah I, I guess that's fair but at the sure, same time it's weird though you you make that mistake a few times and then you don't make that mistake anymore Correct. so enough time goes by and now say the top 500 players have all realized that okay if i'm really going to be playing this i need to be paying more attention to the patrons and then that isn't a thing you can sneak by anymore and when stuff like that stops being a thing that you can sneak by then it really really does come down to who snowballs and who gets the good cards in like the first four or five turns yes and to that point um i don't have you beaten the high aisle storyline do you have the hunting deck okay so Yeah. yeah um I don't know how many of the overall decks you have or whatever, um, but I actually, uh, as, you know, as part of my tales, I, I beat the founders before I went to the beach for the last like few days type of thing. Uh, yeah. So I have all the decks now. And the mm-hmm. deck I really have an issue with, uh, which I had played against a couple people with it, and I was sort of like, this kind of feels like crap. Um, and then I got it, and I'm like, this really feels like crap. Um, <laughs> is the Orgnum the sorcerer king deck uh-huh it is just it's terrible it's just terrible um the cards themselves totally fine no issues at all the problem comes from the the patron itself is my issue because mm-hmm. it is so unbalanced the only counterplay is that patron as well so i don't know if you've played against it at all what which one i have uh, which it's one the, it's, I, it's the, been a little while since so I it's, what, it's the one where when you most of the cards are just power or prestige outright and right. the gimmick to the patron is when you flip it it gives you a set amount of prestige based on how many cards you have and if you stay right. favored right it gives you a, a malmer boarding party which gives you two prestige every time it's flipped as well Mm -hmm. 
So even when you counter it, it doesn't really... So all it, you can do yeah. is bring it back to neutral so you guys are getting a little bit of prestige each time. Because if it's favored and you use it, you get even more prestige. And you get this free card that's just straight prestige that gets shuffled into your deck. It's basically the exact opposite of a bewilderment card from the Rasheen deck. Right, um, right. Yeah, it's like it's. Yes, I agree. I and and I, I have kind of the same. Yeah, and it's to it, it's the it. patron that's the yeah. problem. It's not necessarily the cards that are the problem. It's, it's like there are too many mechanics that are all advantageous to the person who holds it. Correct. Um, so, what the thing is with it, like, even if it gave you, I don't know, just prestige, but not the Malmer rating party. Um, like something like the fact that it just gives you so much. So the real, the, the problem is it becomes a battle of keeping that thing neutral or on your side. Right. And right. the joke I've had with a bunch of my friends who we played against each other and done it. Um, and the real thing is just the game plays out fine until the first person flips that Orgnum thing. Because mm -hmm. then the game goes to shit at that point where it's just... That becomes the sole focus. The sole focus. Yeah. And yeah. and really, for the quote-unquote smart play that I've found, you sit on not using Orgnum until you get one power card. Like, you get the biggest power card you can get where it gives you some prestige or it gives you some power that will flip into prestige type of thing. Because right. once you have that, it will come up in your rotation of cards. You don't want too many cards when you're playing with Organum, because if you get, say, three coin and one card that gives you four power, there's no way the other person can ever match you at this point. It's over, because they have to keep right. spending that. They can't afford to get cards and flip the patron, and if they don't flip right. the patron, rip, like, it's you're done. Like So it's whoever gets the first good pull on a card... Yeah, it's it's over. It's just a it's a very it takes, long drawn out yeah. death for the other person. <laughs> right. It takes the steamrolling that happens when getting that card and just like amplifies it. So it just uh, yeah, I I totally get that. So yeah. that and, and yeah, so that, that's that my problem. Balance. Which hopefully again, they'll yeah the balance, cards you know. I actually think are pretty neat. Like I'm fine with the cards mm -hmm. itself. They just need to do something with the patron. I think like the actual patron, and I think they could mm -hmm. probably fix it. Honestly, I think maybe if you just ditch the Maurma rating thing and there's like, oh yeah, it gives you this based on that, because then you could overdo it. Like, okay, well if I keep going right. for cards, yeah, that's good because you're getting prestige every single turn, but it could be countered by good card play instead, because right now, right. the play right. is just, okay, well, I hope everybody likes flipping this patron for a while. Right. Like the crow one, the crow one has a natural limitation in that you, you flip it once and it's facing you. It's, it's the one that gives you, yes, you points for your coins, right? Right. Yeah. Points for your coins minus one. And it's just like, you can't right. do that forever. Right. Right. Once it's flipped, it's like, well, if you build a deck around coins, you can't just keep flipping that in order to <laughs> Unless win Unless the, the other play. person flips it back, okay. which at that point- so there's a benefit in not flipping it back. Which I've literally played games where the other person had way more coin than me, and I yep. was just like, they flipped it. And I was like, oh, thank God you flipped it now and didn't wait on that because yeah. I ain't touching that, baby. You're going to crush me if you ever get to flip that again. Like, right. So that, I just stay the hell away from like it. like an ending move. Yes. Like, that's, that's the one you should save until the end. Right. And you're like, oh, you know, I've got 10 prestige, but I got 32 coins on this one round, so now I'm just going to flip it and win. Yeah. Like, that's why you save that. 
Um, but that has a natural limitation, whereas the Orgrim one doesn't. It just you can keep using it, right? And, and it just exponentially gets more extreme. Yeah. Like, so that's really my biggest issue. Um, again, we're not going to go into all the fine details, but like some of the well-known cards, Armory and uh, and and uh, Rally. And yeah. Uh, yeah, the big red ones. The, the, yeah, yeah. The, the big, yeah. Those those are getting increased in price. They're changing some stuff with some of the other decks. It's fine. In general, just I've I've enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I really hope they fix the glitch where they don't count your dailies against bots every day. It only huh. counts sometimes, um, and it's a pretty widely known issue. I'm kind of hoping that gets fixed with update 35. It's not uh, the thing is it counts about 50 percent of the time for me, and it mm. seems like that for most of my friends as well. The only other thing which I am really the it's it's literally the only reason I don't currently have Bragas, which is the final achievement you get Bragas as a house guest. Um, it's when you have every achievement in that category. Um, for the cart, he becomes your house guest. Mm -hmm. Right. One of them is to upgrade all of the cards to all of the decks, which when you get your rewards gift, they sometimes have a clue in them. And then if you mm -hmm. do that clue, you find the card and you get the upgraded version of the card. The problem is it is entirely RNG and the RNG is abysmal at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been yeah. sitting on these last two clues for straight up weeks at this point where it's just like nope i have two cards left and there's nothing i can do to progress toward getting them other than hope the game helps by letting me get those things and yes to tanko also the isabel achievement is murder because that does not work so that i had to restructure when i hit 50k uh, achievement points straight around Isabel because it was like this doesn't work and I'm locked out of 65 points that I had accounted for so it was like redirect um, but hopefully that gets fixed as well um, again I, I kind of hope that a lot of just like technical things that have been an issue that's more of what I want to see about update 35 other than the fun new dungeons than like the combat crap and stuff like that it's like so hopefully you know that gets balanced out because you know I've said it before I'll say it again this is currently content wise my favorite chapter um now because yeah, i've beaten great. it you know i've beaten all the cycles yeah. i've done pretty much everything to it almost except rng based things and i haven't beaten like the hard mode of the new trial yet um it's great i i've just really really enjoyed this chapter i thought the story was great i'm really curious to see the new dungeons i hear are really fun but mainly i'm very curious what q4 has to do and then the season ending thing because it, i Again, I just really enjoyed the difference in the story type of deal. So, um, you know, I have I have yeah. one recommendation um, for for the developers, and I, I'm not a developer, so take this <laughs> just from my perspective of playing the games. Um, the my as a primarily uh, interested in the story, not so much the end game dungeons and mm -hmm. PvP. Like most of the time, I, I focus mostly on the story. I really sure. enjoy building new characters, rendering through stuff again. Um, and I understand that this is done on purpose, that they've made the world easy, especially once you get up in the CP levels. Oh, yeah. Like, crafting is like you just sneeze on everybody and they fall over and die. Correct. Right? Like the bosses that you come across, you can you burn them down in 15 seconds and they're just, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're gone, right? Especially with a um, horde in the overworld. It's just like, sometimes it's right. a challenge to even get it hit so you get credit for the kill. 
Right. So I, I wish there was a way, and I don't have the solution, that they could make the questing a little bit more risky. And I, as much as anybody else, doesn't like dying when you're working your way through these open world things and, and that kind of stuff. But if, for example, if you go into a delve and you're fighting the enemies through the delve, you know, like sometimes there's somebody who's running ahead of you and they kill them all. And so you mm-hmm. just follow them to the point. Follow where you the get trail to the of death to your completion. Right, right. <laughs> And 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 I definitely don't want it to be like, oh, now it's harder to get through there. So now it's a lot slower getting back out and like and none of that stuff, even though most of the time you can just run past things. Sure. Um, but I think if you were to especially take some of like the mini bosses and the bosses of certain zones and when let's say there are two people within a certain radius, their health and their damage scales a little bit more, you know, or yep. or something, some which sort of adjustment. The uh, volcanic vents do, which – it's yeah. it, it's like some of the world events do, but like not right. the world bosses. So it's I a little questing stuff, right? So I it'd want be interesting if you, there was a way to do that with questing for people who want that little extra challenge mm-hmm. or whatever, without then making it where oh well, you're not doing the questing on the hardest difficulty. Rip you. It's like well, that's not better either because then if somebody doesn't want to practice weaving or whatever, I mean, you wouldn't need to weave anyways. But you know what I mean? It's like you don't sure. need to necessarily. Sure make it brutal for them either to balance it out that's not necessary right i don't want it to be brutal i just want it to be a little bit riskier or you know another option would be um uh when you get a quest and obviously quest markers are great they let you know exactly where you're going all of that stuff works but what if you could turn that stuff off in the options sure what if the what if you wanted like an old world like Morrowind yeah Morrowind old style Morrowind experience where your the quest giver yeah they're like they're like hey there's a place on the harbor there's kind of a hidden cave can you go check this out and you go okay and then you don't have the quest that says go directly to this place kill murder everybody very quickly take the thing and run right back right <laughs> right because what that does is and and I think this is the benefit of having a world so immersive and so big like this game is that you want to immerse yourself in it. And right. if you're playing through the story and, and I'm sure no more than like four or 5% of the population would even use this feature, but it would be really cool. You know? Yeah. Um, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, just, just as, just as an option for people, you know, mm-hmm. to, to yeah, don't force it. Don't force it on everyone. Right. Clearly most this is not for most players, but for people who want to, either role play the game or just feel more immersed in the game then uh maybe maybe a shifting of difficulty level for enemies like when i approach the enemy it gets more health yep and it does more damage because i'm at cp whatever and so maybe the, the shift in the balance make, makes that stuff feel more monumental and then just being able to kind of like find your way in the world in a more organic way sure be, uh, really cool i don't think this will ever happen probably not cool. uh they've referenced like the the original veteran rank versions of um what do you call it uh Cadwell's gold and Cadwell's silver, which was, you know, originally before one Tamriel, everything was not scaled. It was very, very zone based on what difficulty it was. And 
it was brutal originally. You would be like, oh, oh yeah. I'm in oh, event yeah. two area yeah, and event like, one and they're destroying me. Like, right. <laughs> it was like World of Warcraft when you went straight into the next zone before you were ready and everything just murdered you. And yeah. you're like, well, I guess I can't go in there yet. Yes, yeah. I'm and I, and I don't want that at all. No, yeah, that's, that's that much all. worse than what we like. I would much rather it be too easy and scaled for everybody so that we can all help each other than that. Because I actually thought that's that was way crappier like <laughs> yeah and i don't think it should be required to have a group either like whenever they yeah tested out this whole like well this area is tougher and you need groups of people to achieve things that's tough because you have to coordinate getting people to together do, do it and right? and with enough ingenuity we'll say people aren't going to care anyways like the only problem i had originally with craglorn was not that i couldn't get good enough to beat it on my own it was that one of the puzzles required four people to step on switches at the same time and i'm like this has right. nothing to do right. with me not being able to get here this has to do with you preventing me from getting through the door because i'm not four people <laughs> right right <laughs> like, and so now i have to like try using group chat or or call four friends or whatever like three friends um yeah uh, and, and i don't want that either <laughs> like right. i think Maybe one of the solutions would be if you toggle the switch for like more immersive combat, then it puts you in a server instance with other people in that zone where all the enemies are just oh, everybody's twice as hard. Better. Yeah, there, there's all sorts of you know? speculative ways you could do stuff like that. And also the other thing is too, which is interesting, is the um, the fact that we have companions now. Now, granted, they're not geniuses, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> Having sure. one come along with you to, and do stuff is like a lot of times it's like I've got uh, Ember like decked out in all purple gear. And a lot of times, like if I put my controller down, and I'm like, oh, I need to go get a sandwich or something to like drink or whatever. I can mm. literally go downstairs in most generic overworld combat zones and I'll come back and there's just bodies all around me because she's just been killing things as they respawn. And I'm like. Literally not even playing and she's killing stuff for me. So it's like, even if you're new, even if you're not, you know, super adept at combat or whatever, these companions do enough to help you, especially with Overworld, if things were modified a little bit, I would think. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I... Just an just an idea, right? Just cool. yeah, and it's it's something that's been floating around for a while. To, you know, you don't need to make this for lack of a better way to put it. Uh, you, you know, it doesn't need to become Dark Souls for people where it's just like get good scrub. It's like, well, no, but it oh, could no. just it yeah. could just be a little more involved than some of the situations where people are upset uh, from the other side of the spectrum, where it's like, well, the boss was currently giving me their monologue. But I killed them so quick they couldn't finish it. So. <laughs> right, yeah, and that totally happens all the time. That's like once you're geared for end game stuff, you just blow through everything. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. all right. Well, you know what? We'll just do a couple game news things because this kind of was like a weird news slash also sort of tales. Is it whatever hey. structure, structures for the week? Um, so. They released it, uh, released it, wow, that is a great new word that I just came up with. Um, they released, um, everybody's favorite thing, it seems like, are numbers, because people like stats, at least we do here, um, where they had some stats from the Zeal of Xenophar event. They gave, uh, you know, I, I, it's really fun that they put these things out there for everybody to see um, with the events that they've been doing recently. And from the Zeal of Xenothar event, these are some interesting ones because this was a brand new event uh, this year. And the ones that they gave us for for these were mm-hmm. gold saved via way shrine, way shrine travel, which was, you know, they, they made everything 
a pittance to travel around. So I think everybody just started yeah. traveling even more than usual. I know I do because I'm right. super cheap. And if I can't point oh, yeah. to somebody, I walk. Um, but <laughs> we saved as a community 2.7 billion gold in Way Shrine travel during the Zeal of Xanathar event, which is, I mean, probably like a month's worth of Ritz on PC. But as for us on console, that's uh, <laughs> that's a lot of gold. So... Yeah, yeah. It just goes to show that sales work. Yeah, yeah it's weird, right? Um, yeah, weird. The other thing as a way to get more of the event boxes, you could do Master Ritz, which I know myself and several of my friends just have been stockpiling these things since this basically was announced. We were like, no Master Ritz, stack them up. And 3.6 million master writs were done during that event which is ridiculous i mean granted i had 186 that i did but like i know people who were dumping in piles of them it was Mm -hmm. it's so 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 many writ boxes type of thing it really i was really glad there was an eso plus event during that during the latter half of that because my inventory couldn't take the abuse right Right. yeah yeah Um, Oh, see that. <laughs> yeah, but that that's uh that's another one. Um the next one that they gave us was unsavory work ethic, which was twenty two million crimes were committed during the uh, event, yeah. which is great. Um that's that's yeah. great. Everybody's getting all nefarious. Um also the <laughs> I'm guessing that this is just a matter of where it's placed, because this one's so weird. The most defeated oh, yeah. world yeah. boss. Sharpfang and Deshaun. I'm guessing right. because he's next to the Dark Anchor and the Delve, so it's yeah, a good. It, yeah, it's quick to travel to. Too. Yeah, 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 he's super yeah. nearby. But apparently, yeah. Sharpfang just got wailed on the most uh, during mm-hmm. this event. Poor, so poor Sharpfang. Rip Sharpfang. Uh, <laughs> rip Sharpfang. Um, the most bad. I keep being resurrected and destroyed <laughs> over and over again. Why? <laughs> Leave me alone. This is hell. Um. Then the other uh, thing that they have listed is the most popular crafting location, which I'm curious, is this different from usual or was this just for this event? Yeah, I was wondering that, too. This is my favorite crafting location. The Vardenfell, uh, Vardenfell Vivek City one? My go-to, yeah. Yeah, so that's a lot of people. It's a really good layout. I love you know, I love. You just run right through it. You come right from the shrine. You go do your crafting. You continue through. You drop off all your stuff. Yes, it's all right there. Ironically enough, though, this is not the one that I default to usually. I'm usually in Deshaun. I really like the one in Gonfalon Bay as well. The only thing is, you do have to go in in the crafting building and then back out. Which, just because I was on it. For so long, uh, if you are on a last gen console, going in a door and out a door is a real process. So anything that's going inside is a real turnoff. Um, yeah. I like the high aisle one too, the one in the main city. Yeah. I've been using that one. It, you still have to go through a door. Yep, you do, and that's that's just it. PC, that's, yeah, that's that's the Gonfalon Bay one. It, it loads same yeah. PS Five. It's like it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I assume it's the same on the Xbox uh, Series X. It did it. Did it in one try. I got the name of that one. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but no, there's some. Uh, Leowin, as Tatanko mentioned, is in chat. That's another really good one. I, I used Leowin for a long time. A lot of people like Eleanor as well. There's a lot of good ones now where 
there have been some other ones that are a little suspect or not practical and stuff like <laughs> that. Do, so. Yeah, just take longer. Right. It's just a, it's just a time thing, right? Like, yeah. You just want to burn through the stuff you, as fast. Yeah, you're just doing your daily writs as quick as you can. And then yeah. finally, the last one they gave us was the crafting inspiration game because you did get a crafting inspiration bonus if you were not maxed out on the character you were doing them, um, which was 763 billion crafting inspiration gained <laughs> during the event, which is a ludicrous number. Uh, when you're almost closing in on a trillion of something, that's really, really off the rails. That's a lot. It's a lot. You know, it just it does show that, like, there are a lot of people playing this game still. Uh, <laughs> like, yes. The community is, is rather large. And it, we complained a little bit at the beginning of people, you know, whining and complaining about stuff. But that really is a very loud minority. It is. And, you know, not to discredit when people have complaints or want no, things changed. No, criticism and complaints are great. Correct. As long as you're doing it in a very, yeah. you know, Don't be a dick about manner. it. Like, yeah. that yeah. really shouldn't need to be stressed so much. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we just in this episode dropped many things that we wish were, were changed correct. or updated, right? Right. In a very respectful Right, but I, I try to make yeah. it apparent that it's like, no, don't say horrible things to the devs or other stuff like that. It's right. like, you're not right. children. Like, just... Right. Yeah. I, um... I watched real quick to finish this topic yeah. because we've kind of hit it a lot already. But I watched a, a video where a, a very popular YouTuber who does MMO content mm -hmm. interviewed a bunch of other popular MMO content creators. Okay, and one of the topics came up as to why are, why are MMO communities so salty? And I think it was Asmongold who was like, "You have to understand that these people." spend so much time playing these games that they actually start to identify with them directly. Yes, right. And when anybody comes and says something negative about the thing that they think is positive or when a dev goes and changes something, right. then that it's affects like a personal them on insult. a personal level because they've invested so much of their time that they now have to justify that to themselves. And I thought that was really insightful. Like, uh, on some level, it's like, video games are great, they're wonderful for escapism, but just like anything, like, all things in moderation, guys, like, I, when it yes. starts becoming who you are, that's you know, time to go touch some grass, I guess. Yeah, you know, that's, or... that's the jokey term that's been thrown around <laughs> yeah. a lot recently. But it's sure. not totally. But it's like that's you know, however, whatever you want to use for a term, which that one's actually pretty funny. Um, right. But like, but just yeah, be aware. Distance like, yourself just... from it when it's becoming an unhealthy connection. When it that's... becomes way too personal. That's, yeah. It's you know, there's that's something wrong. Like, go get help, please. Right, you and that, and that's that's the thing where it's like, it's kind of funny because like, I've. You know, when we've discussed various criticisms at, at recently, some people have sent me messages where they thought it's kind of interesting that it's like, I'm still jokey about it because I don't take these as personal insults that I can't currently. Yeah. Well, not that I can't do them. I'm not willing to put in the extra work to do perfecta runs at the moment because stuff keeps changing. It's. Mm -hmm. Does it annoy me? Well, yeah, I wish they'd stop messing with combat for a while. Just whatever but right, at right. the same time i don't feel like the devs are like you know what he liked that screw him specifically it's like well no i was gonna say what are you kidding no. me it's like i i can't yeah. wait for the next event that i can go have beers with the devs again like if that happens like that that's yeah. always a pleasure this, so it's not like i very much insulted by that it's just like okay well that's not in in this case, hopefully this all amounts to something good in the end. Like, we just don't know the end point, and I was, this might seem circuitous, and it might not make sense. Hopefully, 
in the end, it, it does make sense when we have all the factors. But say it's a huge botch right. and it's like, nope, they screwed up and it's, we just have a total suck patch or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the same time, it's just like, I, I mean, okay, I can do something else. I, I guess I've just never, I don't know. I, I would consider myself relatively invested in this series since, you know, mm-hmm. I'm on two podcasts about it and play it a whole <laughs> bunch and, and right, have one right. of the highest rankings of total achievements in the game in in the player base. So it's like, I would think that means I'm invested enough that like, I okay, but at the same time, I don't feel personally slighted. I just hope that it gets better than what it seems like it is at the moment. Yeah. Even yeah. if it takes a little while, right. obviously sooner the better, but I, yeah. you know, I, you, I don't know. You and I talked about this on, on the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, um, because this came up at the end of, I guess, the most recent. It's been episode. hard to avoid, honestly, like, because it's been almost it's all of the dialogue around Elder Scrolls Online for the past, like, right. month. But to, to people who are really deeply concerned about these things, they, the the team that's developing this wants it to be successful. They want it to be a thing that people want to play. They want everybody to enjoy it there's the idea that like oh well they don't like this percentage of the population who does this one thing like that's silly like if you've worked for these kinds of companies they want it to be successful across the board so even if this patch doesn't lead in the direction as long as the goal is stated and clear eventually it will make its way that that way right if it's if it's managed correctly and it's it shouldn't be a fear of malice if anything it should just be a concern for you know limited you know ability but i from what we've seen in the team before they typically take things they make changes and then if they go too far in one direction they change it back and like they they adjust it you know it i wouldn't in the long term i wouldn't be too concerned about it right so that's that's my two cents um and and i i second that i totally agree like there there's no point in them intentionally killing their own thing it wouldn't even make sense i a, a puppy right. said he's like even if you want to look at it from the most cynical way of putting it yeah okay fine they don't care at all about us why would they want to not get money like he's like no yeah, matter how yeah. cynical you get that doesn't even make sense he's like that's it's a business making a product so they want to make that product work for right. as many people as they possibly can who just keep coming back yeah and i mean you know whatever the situation i don't choose in that case to be that cynical <laughs> like yeah. that's not even yeah. anything it's just like, it, yeah it, 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 what they the intended issue, might just not be what landed this time like exactly exactly even even if i mean i'm sure there's more to it than just that but that's still part of the equation right exactly exactly it's all it's all part of it anyway we can Um, can move on (laughs) yeah so the only other news that i wanted to cover and then we'll just jump into a quick little tale segment that we haven't already discussed just casually talking um (laughs) is the upcoming quake con which uh right around the corner and actually since it's technically from the um Lorecast side of things. Why don't you give a little synopsis? Because uh, it was your game show that you came up yeah. with. I was just a contestant for year two yet again. So right, right. So last year they invited us, and uh, we had a little game show, and it was you and Aramithius. It was who does in an uncertainty. So we had podcaster versus podcaster. One podcaster very deep in the lore, the other podcaster very deep in the gameplay, and we. I had questions about both things, and you guys, you guys duked it out right um this year we brought on two streamers and it was you and two well-known eso streamers 
And you guys are just going to have to tune in to see who we brought on. But we had a lot of fun. And the questions were all about High Isle. And it wasn't so much about like a deep lore thing or a deep gameplay thing. It was more about the person whose turn it was trying to convince the other people that they know the answer and that that's the true answer or that they're lying and that that's the that's you know a false answer they were trying you're trying to pull one over on each other and we had a blast so i hope you guys tune into this this is coming up on um, friday at 1 p.m eastern so it'll yes. be in the middle of the day on the um i believe there's multiple quickcon channels this one's like the discord community channel or whatever. yeah something like that i i think they're all linked to each other so it uh, nobody had any trouble finding it last year, I noticed, because we had several hundred people watching us yeah, uh, yeah. run it. And it was also very funny because, like, uh, for anybody who didn't que- catch it, uh, it was funny that Aramethius ended up beating me on the final question of the game. And ironically, on a gameplay question. Like, yeah, it, yeah. I, it was weird because he kept getting the gameplay things right. <laughs> and and I kept getting more of the lore things right. And like, what are we doing? Like, how is this? But again, it's weird when you're on screen in front of several hundred people trying to remember quiz questions. Like, oh, God. Your, oh, God. Your brain goes so blank. And it's just like, some this of the, is so awkward. Yeah. One of the teasers, just to tease this out, one of some of the questions I asked you guys, uh, I think one of them was even just like, so the title of this place is this. How do you spell this word? <laughs> it's just like, oh, God, <laughs> I don't remember. Or um, the the final is all about the uh, Tales of Tribute game. And I have questions about things that are on the cards. And it's like, yep, you're so focused on the strategy. Right. How much do you pay attention to specifically what objects are in each of the cards and that kind of stuff? So, um it was a lot of fun. And so you guys ended up trying to convince each other that like you knew what you were talking about and you either did or you didn't. And then you guys had to guess to see if the other person did or didn't. Exactly. So it's, it, yeah. was, it was a lot of fun. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, so another thing, which I'm glad Maddie just brought that up, is uh, Olubo from the community <clears throat> is on Thursday for QuakeCon. Um, they are doing a Vet Dreadsail Reef on the European server, so EU, for charity. Uh, Maddie Gone will be a uh, part of the raid team as well, but there's basically, <laughs> they're doing a, a run-through, uh, obviously aiming to be most efficient as possible. Uh, it kicks off at 2.30 Eastern, and... <laughs> From what I've been seeing, uh, you can check out the official uh, Elder Scrolls Online Twitter because they've been taking requests as things that they can do to make it more difficult for people. Uh, I've seen people suggest that they don't get to wear gear unless they get it uh, during the run and stuff like that, which just seems needlessly cruel as I've done those runs before. and They're brutal. Um, But yeah, so check out uh, Thursday, uh, 2.30 Eastern, the charity run uh, Vet Dreadsail Reef on the European server as part of QuakeCon as well. There's also going to be, you know, different announcements and stuff like that throughout the event. But these are just some of the community things that we're either part of or friend of the show, Madigan, Olibo, a whole bunch of streamers are part of as well. So it should be a lot of fun. I love QuakeCon. I've actually never... I've been involved with QuakeCon for three years now, three or four years, I don't know, three years, I think. Yeah, three years. I've never, which is 
when you think about it, that's that's right around the time that COVID started. So I've actually never been <laughs> yeah. to a QuakeCon in person, and I've yeah, always either. thought QuakeCon seemed really cool. I love Quake as well, just the actual series Quake, uh, right. specifically the odd numbers ones where it's like weird medieval shit. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that's my. I like the the sci fi more Doom esque ones, but I really like the weird medieval ones, which are kind of more the odd oddly numbered ones. Quake's got some weird lore, but I really like Quake. So like. I've wanted to be involved with that, and then, you know, the tie-in to, obviously, all Bethesda properties, what with their acquisition years ago, has just been kind of like an amalgamation of a bunch of things I like, so QuakeCon became yeah. even more interesting to me, and it's been an honor to be involved with it in any way possible for charity or any of this stuff, so. Um... With that, uh, we will go to a quick little break just so Ark can edit this chunk, and then we'll just do a little bit of tales because I've got a few things, and um, yeah, we'll call that uh, a show. So we will be back in just a minute after I put a little marker for Ark. All right, that's enough of that. So we are back. Uh, hopefully, Ark can do whatever editing nonsense he needs to do in the meantime. And figure we kind of were dipping into a bit of tales while we were discussing stuff earlier. Um, and what we haven't covered, we'll just kind of cover here to uh, close out the show and stuff like that. I know you have it as well, so we can both kind of go off on this. So, um, last time I had mentioned, oh, a new loot crate arrived. It had those really cool drinking glasses and a new hoodie and all this stuff. Um, and yes, you actually have it handy. So, right after that, we were sent another loot crate? Yeah, it's. I think they they were going through um bankruptcy and so things just kind of got jumbled i kind of expected that we weren't getting get anything and then all of a sudden two loot crates show up in like within the same week so it's a little yeah. weird a uh, little little, weird. little bizarre um but on that note as you can see uh well you can see if you're watching the live feed you can't see if you're obviously not watching the video but i'm holding up a box of stuff <laughs> a myek statue is on robots uh channel there's a t-shirt, there's a bag, there's all sorts of stuff in here. I did not actually expect to be sent a second one, which is a little weird. Um, I had mentioned previously, uh, <laughs> this will probably be the end of anything I get from them if they were to ever have anybody listen to this, but for the betterment of uh, hopefully everybody, this is why I'm going to do so. Um, shipping issues have been a little peculiar. Um, I, I, the best way I can say it, I did not expect to get this, is what I'll say. Um, I bought a couple, and then I was surprised to see that I got these as well. So, since I didn't really account for that, I really love the last one, but was not accounting for that. Anybody who ever watches my streams can be well aware of the fact that my game nerd shelf behind me is pretty squished. <laughs> um, it's pretty full. It's pretty full. Of, it's pretty full of stuff that I've been sent or that I've purchased over the years. Uh, all of which I, I love this stuff very much. Um, from all the different outlets, it's it's very kind of you know when I'm ever thought of as part of these things that I've been sent. And obviously, if I bought them, I wanted them. Um, so 
in order to kind of give something back, and this is like, I don't know, you can consider this a thank you for the previous years of um, Extra Life and all of that stuff that everybody in the community has helped so much with because we'll be kicking up the Extra Life campaign uh, that we run each year with the Elder Heroes and everybody's been doing great over as part of our team. And myself, I'll be getting mine really kind of kicked into high gear. I'll hopefully be streaming a little bit more consistently now that the summer's going to be closing in the next couple of months. And I won't be basically at the beach like all the time. Um, hopefully I can stream a little bit more. I want to just do this. This is no, you don't need to do anything monetarily or anything like that. But for those who have been interested in these uh, loot crates and have been sad that they haven't been able to get them, unfortunately, I'll only be able to do this in the United States because international, well, shipping is a mess. International shipping is even more of a mess. But if you would like the most recent loot crate, the uh, Maik the Liar one, which is the one we were just sent, um, if you want, this will be a little bit of effort because this will cost me something to send it to you. Um, I will give it till the end of August so that everybody will have some time to do it. If you go to my YouTube and on any video, I do not care which one it is. <laughs> type exclamation point dragon as a comment under any of my videos, <laughs> just because that's <laughs> a longstanding ESO joke. Um, I will keep track of them and you can get an entry. Just pick any video. I'll just, one entry per person. Uh, if And then at the end of August, I will pick one of them and I will send you the loot crate. And I was actually sent another um, QuakeCon badge. I'll toss that in too. Uh, and I'll just mail it out to you. Uh, if that's something you would like, you haven't been able to be included yourself, I'll do it as like a giveaway just because I'm running out of shelf space and I'd rather it go to a good home where it can actually be on somebody's game shelf that has room for it. So... Um, my stuff is very easy to find. It's it's just Lotus of Doom. So I don't care which video it is. It gives me an alert when you type one. Just pick anything you feel like doing. You don't even have to subscribe to my channel. I don't really care. Whatever. Like, I'm way <laughs> over whatever I expected to do when I made that channel at the beginning of the year anyways. So that's also yeah. cool. If you want to, you great. Go. Like, feel free. I hope you like the stuff I make. But you don't have to do that either. Um, this is open to anybody. And yeah, if you're in the United States, I can guarantee I can ship it to you. It's a little suspect if you're not. So I, if you want to try and you're not in the U.S., I guess maybe we could just do a gamble on whether it arrives. Hopefully it does. Uh, <laughs> or so, it doesn't cost you $200. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. I've got one method, which at least makes it cheaper. The problem is it's not the most reliable. And I only have one of these. So if it doesn't get to you. Goodbye, Dragon? It, dude, shh, not I'm everybody sorry. can know about Dragon Travel. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Some people listen to this show. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the exclamation dragon kind of gave it away. Oh, right. Damn it. <laughs> but um, so actually, you know what? If you want to try for this thing and you're not in the U.S., I'll still try to get it to you. We'll we'll see what I can come up with. But um, yeah, if that's anything you have interest in doing, feel free. And I will uh, I will pick a winner at the end of the month. And uh, hopefully somebody who hasn't been able to get these things because unfortunately if you didn't try to get them originally you can't go back and get them now <laughs> yeah. so like when people are showing them off i've seen a lot of comments being like oh that's really cool where can i get one and i'm like hopefully somebody posted on ebay i have no idea like I, I, yeah. they don't sell so 
yeah, so that's that's what we'll do with this. I'll I'll just give it away. So you got the rest of the month to uh, just type exclamation point dragon on any one of the comments on any video that I have on my channel, and I'll I'll make an upcoming list, and we'll pick us pick us a winner. Except we are not using dragon travel, right, Tom? That's <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> that's very kind of you. That's that's really cool. Well, I was going to say. Gets these and, and loves them. Yeah, well, that's just it. Right? Find them a home where they have more space on the shelf. <laughs> um, yeah. The other thing that I've done, and we will be going into actually shortly after we finish recording here, is our achievement team, which, you know, has been a thing that I've kind of been using as a support thing of the requirements for a lot of stuff that is considered end game is a little brutal over over certain groups um and depending upon what you're doing unnecessary a lot of the time uh you know it depends largely on what you're doing but it helps having requirements tailored to what you're doing and our achievement team has had tons of fun they're really casual runs um we got a dramother destroyer crowned last time we ran them which is um all sorts of parts of you know, it's a lot of V-Mall-based achievements, which is the veteran Mav Lorcage. And tonight, we'll be trying our last one for most people, which will crown, I believe, six or seven more people with their title, if we can manage to pull off the hard mode. Uh, we'll, we'll, so, um, it's just... It's really fun, and it's an aspect of the game that I wish more people were able to experience, and I hope that if you haven't already do get to see it soon because trials are fun. They don't need to be everything about the game if that's not for your thing, but getting to see them, it can be, uh, it can be pretty, it's a, it's a pretty fun aspect of the game. Even if it's just on normal with some friends, uh, there's some really cool stories in there and stuff like that. And they can be a lot of fun to run. So, uh, shout out once again to the achievement team, uh, where we're, you know, digging away little by little at getting all those things done. We really just wailed on V-Hoff, uh, which is the Halls of Fabrication. Now we've been having a lot of fun in uh, the Mav Lorcage, and hopefully we can continue tonight and uh, get ourselves some new titles for people. The only other thing I've been doing, which again, as I've kind of been like, well, you know, I'm not going to be doing as much with uh, progression stuff for the time being. Um, I decided since I have a bazillion things unlocked in game, I would upgrade my homestead in in Elder Scrolls Online. Mm -hmm. So I moved out of the previous place I've had basically since it was put in to the game, which was Quantum Mineralia. Uh, I always called it Morrowind Manor. I did a little video walkthrough of it just because I didn't dismantle it, but I was like, well, I'll just show people around. This is I'm hardly a housing mancer, but I was like, here's what my house <laughs> looks like. Yeah. And um, people have mentioned that they like it. They think it's just neat that I, it's just like, oh, it's just kind of neat to see what you made. Because again, if you don't play on PlayStation North America, you can't see it. Like, Yeah. Yeah. So true. I'm building my new place which is the daggerfall overlook which is enormous uh, but it can hold all my trophies and all the stuff that i've 
unlocked that I long ran out of time or place for in the previous place. So I'm putting into this, coming up with a new design. So I've actually been having a lot of fun uh, doing the housing aspect of the game because, man, is it a robust system. There's just so much you can do with it, and especially with antiquities. There's so much you get with antiquities that I was just like, where do I put all this crap? So now I've actually had all these items going into a place for a change, which is kind of nice. You finally unlocked the real end game. I did. It, right. it's, I finally reached it. Um, I mean, I, I've long had my fashion scrolls on lockdown with my year yeah. one glass armor. Even, how do you even do that? Like, okay, glass <laughs> armor's cool. I, I, I get it. I, I like glass armor, too. It's cool. But, like, I can't every few months I have to change the way my character looks like <laughs> People either love that glass armor or loathe it with a passion. <laughs> it's your, um, it's, I mean, it's your logo at this point. It, it, it really is. Like, it's, like, it's, it's is really that the shield funny. that doesn't match? Like, oh, yeah, no, it's just, it's just a shield that doesn't match. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just my shield. Like, it's, nope, that's, that's Spellbreaker. It just belongs. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's been a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, that's really all I've been uh, up to, other than, like I said, I beat the Founders and completed my decks and stuff like that. So I've just been playing cards, but other than the Founders thing, I haven't really done too, too much. Um, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much been it for me. Is there anything else you've been up to well, since? Like, I've, uh, I had a fun I had a fun idea because of, yeah. um, we were talking about how toxic everything can get. And if you head over to – I spent a lot of time on Reddit. And there are good corners of Reddit, and there are not so good corners of Reddit. Yeah. So if you go to the Elder Scrolls Online subreddit, you get a lot of this, like, argument about patches and all that crap. And I was tired of that. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to go over to just regular Elder Scrolls subreddit, r slash Elder Scrolls, and see what's going on there. And so I uh, grouped some posts by the, like, top posts over the last 30 days, and I picked out my five favorites to share with everybody in order to uh, focus on something a little bit more positive and fun. So, I'm going to present you all with my five favorite posts. Hell yeah. This one, this one is from Unicode Picasso, who, uh, <laughs> who writes, and I wish I could show it to everybody. This is mostly an audio platform, but I'll, I'll try to do the best I can to explain it. Who writes, um, you never should have come here, in quotes. This is a post of a conversation between three people. Molek Balls, Molex Balls, is <laughs> the first person Beautiful. who says... Love when mages in Skyrim are like, you cannot even conceive of the power I wield. Yet, like, yeah, bro, that novice frostbite spell making me kind of fresh. Gonna put my mittens on. And <laughs> Muskegon fan responds, quote, I am a master of the arcane. Okay, then why does it say novice necromancer on your health bar, though? <laughs> and then Tyrell responds, okay, but to be fair, if I learned one conjuration spell, I would probably also start talking like that. <laughs> Which is totally true, right? Yep. Um, so this one, this one you're going to appreciate. Um, this one, the poster typed, I'd swipe right. Uh, it's an image where, uh, occasionally diverting posted, I am a, and there's a selection, man, woman, and then this is the one chosen, non-Euclidean massive eyes and tentacles. <laughs> Looking for men, woman, library books. Library books is chosen. <laughs> the Elder incredible. Post. Response at the bottom. I know that's you, Hermes Mora, you daedric piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. Um, this one is a comic that I've seen posted a few other places. Uh, it's just titled RPG, and it has like dude walking around picking up like mushrooms off the ground. 
Next next image, picking up more mushrooms. Next image, picking up more mushrooms. Next image, somebody's legs on the ground sticking out from a bush. Next image, he drops the mushrooms and looks at person person laying on the ground with knife in their chest. Final image, goes on and picks more mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Which, me on most quests. Yeah, right? Like, no, how many re- times are you on a, on a quest really in ESO? And you're like, oh, I'm doing this thing, I'm doing this thing. And then all of a sudden you see something terrible happen. And you're like, yeah, yeah it has nothing to do with the thing I'm doing right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but I was going to make potions back at my cabin. So I need to finish <laughs> this first. <laughs> right. It's so true. It's so true. Like in the real world, you'd be like, oh, my God. And Good God, that person was just killed. And this is just like, dude, don't bleed on the, 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 the bug loss. <sighs> Dead guy right there. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, just going to gather more stuff. Um, my fourth favorite on this, and there's a, there's a no specific order, is uh, it's, it just goes back a while to the um, the web deep field images they have of like galaxies, like six billion light years away, mm-hmm. right? And uh, NASA posted this and then responded to their own, po- own post uh, or somebody else's response. So, so the Starfield account responded, space is beautiful. We can't wait to see what's out there. And then NASA responded, Neither can we. We once heard that, quote, the skies are marked with numberless sparks <laughs> and everyone a sign, which is a quote from that's Oblivion, incredible. Right? Yeah, which is great because whoever is running that NASA account, clearly an Elder Scrolls fan. Yeah, obviously played Oblivion. <laughs> yes. And knows the quote, which is which is cool. which is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Which is one of the quotes I use as a transition on, on the Lord. Yes. But um which is every time I when I read that I hear the voice in my head because I've oh, heard yeah, it so many times. Yeah, Patrick Stewart is so memorable as that as that you know uh, that Uriel definitely, that, yeah. Well, yeah, and that voiceover it, it's just mm-hmm. like it's it's absolutely like that became Uriel Septum. Like yeah, yeah. And then the final one. Uh, meanwhile, at a shrine to Sheogorath somewhere in Vardenfell. And I have this comic is Pancake Wendy. I've never heard of Pancake Wendy. There's a worm looking dude and like a dog with a really tall head. And the worm looking dude says, cheese is life. And the dog says, cheese is life. And then the dog puts cheese on the worm's head and says, cheese, my son. And then the worm <laughs> looks up with real big eyes and says, the cheese lives in me. Cheese. <laughs> I have no idea what this comic is or like <laughs> the original joke, but I get the connection to Sheogorath. Wait, but why did what was why that made for? Why does this comic for? exist? Yeah, what, right. What was that made for? Except for a Sheogorath joke, <laughs> and it's not like a panel in a, like a bigger story or something that like there's no punchline here. It's just <laughs> two weirdos worshiping cheese. T- tough but fair. Just cause, look, just, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, See, yeah, so, so this, it's not always up. fighting. <laughs> it's not always fighting and people being mean to each other. Like this stuff it was just genuinely fun. So I just I thought it would be worth sharing. I know. I actually appreciate that. When you brought that up that you had some of those, I, I really enjoyed that. I was like, oh, we can go out on a really off the rails note. So <laughs> Yes. 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 But um so. You've been here a couple times, obviously, and we you know have a lot of crossover listeners with Elder Scrolls Lorecast, but for anybody who might not be aware of you or our other show, uh, what, where can people find you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You and I do the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, and we've sure. been doing that together for two going, years now? Yeah, I was going to say, I think we're going into the third year of it. Yeah, of you you and I together. I, right. I started it by myself, but then you joined um, within the first year and a half or so. Something like and that. And then. 
Yeah, and we've been doing it together. So um, go check that out. If you like yeah. podcasts and you like Elder Scrolls lore, go check it out. We talk about all sorts of different things. We've been diving deeper into the Daedric Princes recently. Yes. Uh, back in, into discussing them, especially since the first time I talked about them by myself. And it's been three years, three and a half years since, since I originally discussed them. And there's been a lot of expansions to ESO and a lot of more insight we have into who they are and what's what's actually going on. So we've had a lot of fun talking about them recently. Go check that out. It's up on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on. You can check that out. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a lot of crossover and it's, whereas this is much more conversational, we have that where it's a little more focused. Actually, it's a lot more focused. A little um, more presentational with conversations about the present. Correct. Where it's, yeah. you know, the idea is to learn something ourselves slash teach something as well uh, with with the focus rather than it just being like discussions with kind of like oftentimes assumed knowledge of stuff like that here. So it's like, I, I don't know. I, I've been told that it's a good compendium to go with this where it's like right. yeah it's, it's very you know both same topic of series but very different angles on it so yeah i've heard a lot of people will even listen to it while playing eso yep like they'll be doing a dungeon they'll be like oh this is actually a reference to the thing they were talking about on the show right um and part of the fun of it is that the lore in these games is so deep. There's so much to learn that you and I learn stuff every time oh, yeah. we pick a new topic. Absolutely. Like, we don't know everything, but we have a lot of fun learning it and sharing it along the way. Exactly. So, um, even after three and a half years of doing this, there's still lots of stuff that we just don't know. For real. <laughs> So, yeah, go check that out. I, I host that show and a number of other shows. I run the Robots Radio Podcast Network, and then I do a bunch of lore casts. Um, the Lord of the Rings lore cast is my newest show. And Lotus, I, I'm Heard sorry to say well. that it has taken, it has grown past. This last week has more listens than the Elder Scrolls lore cast. Rip. <laughs> which is nuts. I was going to say, that's wild. I mean, first of all, we have a lot of listeners, but secondly, that. That is a very, very filled up market. Like, there are established shows that are Lord of the Rings shows that, like, are the go-to shows that people go to. And the fact that people are finding this and listening to it yep. and enjoying it is really, really flattering. So, yeah. thank you to everybody who's checked that out. Absolutely. No, it's good stuff. So, that's 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 just it. It's, it's nice that you've kind of – I mean, you cover a whole bunch of different topics with shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Fallout, right. Witcher. Yeah. Uh, but Math at the same Math. time, it's just like I've never really seen too much that covers lore to the uh, to, to the Lord of the Rings the same way you've kind of done it with some of your other shows in this way. So I, mm -hmm. I think maybe just with the hype around the show coming and all that stuff, it's just yeah. – I. I think you kind of just maybe nailed that demographic and got a lot of people exposed to it who were looking for that information. So, you know, yeah. you've been able to provide. Yeah, people have been very, very complimentary. Like, the reviews are just amazing things. Like, some people are saying, like, not only this is this my favorite Lord of the Rings podcast, but this is my favorite podcast. Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff is just, like, that just warms my heart, you know, like... <laughs> Because we talked about it before. As a content creator, a lot of times you're putting this stuff out for free. Like, people can listen yeah, to it Yeah, I don't really... Don't have yeah. to subscribe on Patreon. Right. Can, it's like, this is for to. fun, but, like, right. what we get as a response back your is kind of like, oh. <laughs> yeah, just listens for free. But, like, the fact that they take the time and say such nice things is, is really just amazing. It, it makes it worth doing it, you know. Well, it makes you never want to, like, it's one of the things we've joked about with all the years of shifting at this. And, like, nobody's ever left tales that i know of were like oh man i'm so over doing all of this and stuff like that it's always been mm -hmm. like 
sometimes you can't get past the real life change that you have to move on and new hosts have taken over for the show myself being one of them um yeah but it, it's funny because like when i was first kind of transitioning when we had a whole bunch of influx and i kind of was pseudo like running it myself for a brief period uh and arc was doing the editing when he was swamped at work and stuff like that it's just kind of like when i found out so many people were like oh yeah i just i i really like listening to your show even if we don't glean yeah. anything out of it yeah. it's just fun to listen to right. it no, makes you, do you want like, to I do more of it. it's yeah. like i don't want to stop doing that because like right. oh that's right. But then no, you, know, you, you specifically are built for this kind of show. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things I, you know, and I and I still listen to this show too. And, and you know, and you and I talk right. every week when we do our show. Absolutely. But like, you, you, your personality yeah. is built for this type of show. Like, and, and maybe my personality is built for that kind of show. Yeah, I, I was going to say the educational side, and that's why that's why I like doing lorecast as well. We kind of have that dynamic where it's like, yeah, you know, we have the overview which you're able to cover and. Uh, most of the time my input is these weird abstract things like right. oh like the last show i brought up several red guard references and it's right. like, like in red guard a game that like yeah, 12 people have played 12 people have played less have completed here's where the bow and arrow that we're talking about was actually held by this assassin on a blimp during a boss fight it's like blimp. <laughs> here's the weird reference to why azura is also you know associated with this instead of Ex just Namira. right yeah. exactly yeah. so it's like like yeah no i i agree um yeah so, but it's it's a lot of fun but it yeah. is so uh, that's what i got going on <laughs> so other than that um as for me you can just find me at lotus of doom everywhere again if you're interested in winning yourself that loot crate um feel free to just go to my uh youtube channel at lotus of doom and pick any video you would like and just add an exclamation point dragon in the comments and i will just keep track of all of you um as for everything from the show you can follow all that we do over at uh, tales of there you can find links to all of our social media and content be sure to check out our patreon at patreon.com slash the uesp if you want to help support the show and earn awesome Elder Scrolls themes rewards, uh, you can also consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify so that people know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words, and sometimes they matter. Thank you, everybody, for joining on this episode of Tales of Tamriel, and we will see you all next time. Have a great rest of your day. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout, Red Diamond, Red Diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red Diamond, Red Diamond, protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red
red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost learned to men, Akatosh gave the stone to Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.